PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? How you doing? It's me, Chris Crespo. I'm in the studio. I'm chilling, and I'm putting together your best stuff for November 2022. Uh, here are the movie reviews that we put out for the month. So you're missing all the media diet stuff. You're missing a lot of the email listener interactions. You're missing a lot of stuff by just listening to these best ofs. And if you want to hear all that other cool stuff, you're just going to have to go sign up at Patreon, patreon.com slash Crespity. So, uh, you know, if you only want to pay a dollar a month, you can. That's, that's You can pay a dollar a month to get access to everything. That's totally cool. If you actually want to support the show, you can pay $3. You can pay $5. You have that option. You can pay pretty much whatever you want. Uh, just to get full access to everything. So do you want to support us? That's cool. Do you just want access? That's cool, too. I respect your options, your decisions. That's capitalism, baby. Uh, but here is your freebie for the month uh, to entice you to sign up and hear all the stuff that you've been missing. So we have reviews in this episode, in this best stuff from November. We have reviews of The Menu starring Ray Fiennes, Anya Taylor-Joy, and Nicholas Holt. We have a review of a lengthy review of Wakanda Forever, mostly largely spoiler free uh, but still somewhat lengthy review of Wakanda Forever as well as reviews of Banshees of Inishern, uh and uh, a couple other movies as well movies that we really enjoyed some that we just thought were okay but for the most part we had a good time this month watching movies and talking about them so remember go to patreon.com sign up and uh, support us be cool let's have a good time together the longer you guys stick around the longer we stick around and that's it. Here you go. Enjoy. So, uh, as things get worse, we have to enjoy what we have now, which means uh, uh, Park Chan-wook yes. has a new movie. And we saw it. And it's a wacky one. <laughs> it's, a, it's pretty wacky. <laughs> it's a wacky one. He, his style sometimes, it man. It is. He, 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 he gets, uh, I saw a description of him online, uh, feverish is some uh, of it, so, sort of. Sometimes, I mean. With the editing, I guess. Sometimes, like, especially the beginning. Like, mm. the beginning had me, like, kind of confused. It takes, it takes to, like, 10 minutes, maybe, for the story to start. Who are these characters? What's even happening no, here? And why is it edited like this? Like, is this going to be the whole movie? Because yeah. if so, I'm going to have a hard time following this shit yeah but then it settles down yeah it does settle down and then it becomes oh okay just a movie yeah. but at first it's a little like mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily disorienting but you're on no, your it, you're back just, on your heels yeah yeah uh it's like uh you turn on the law and order and you're halfway through and you're like oh i gotta catch up <laughs> <laughs> wait was that important what he just said yeah was that important <laughs> that seemed important there was like a music sting there that seemed important but i don't understand it i have no context for it and then like any episode of Law and Order, oh, after man. 15 minutes, like, oh, okay, no, I get it. Understand now without seeing the first part. That reminds me of the time, uh, actually, a funny story about both Law and Order and things out of context. Okay. Uh, hanging out with Bill one day. We okay. were watching Law and Order before yes. I had to go to work. Yes. I had to leave before the episode was over. Okay. Yeah. I, at that time, I was very comfortable with the macaroni grill. So I was like, Bill, just call the to go order girl, yeah. whoever she is, and have her, like, tell me what the either the bitch did it or the bitch didn't. I, yeah. I just want, I want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, so, so Bill didn't have to go to work that day, so he he called this poor girl yeah. and had her tell me verbatim 
the bitch did it. And she had this look on her face of pure confusion sure. and not know. And I go off on this. And I, oh, of course she did. Of course. Blah, blah, blah. I knew had, the bitch did it. Had, had Having no idea that we were talking about a Law and Order. About a TV that, show. That I, that I want to know the ending of. She thought something important happened in your life yep. that involved like a spur, <laughs> spurned lover or something. Nope. The bitch did it, Drew? <laughs> that's it. I knew that, it. That was exactly the look she had in her face, that, that, too. It's so like, funny. So, like. What? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, it was, it was well, really good. Well, thank you for letting yes. me know. I uh-huh. appreciate now, that. Thank Bill for making the phone call. Well, if you if you go to decision to leave with a friend, make sure they know where to get a hold of you. If you have to, if you make a decision to, <laughs> to leave, leave early. <laughs> did we mention it's the title of the movie, Decision to, to leave. leave? If you make the decision to leave early, make sure your friend calls you at your job to let you know whether or not the bitch did or didn't do it. Because that's one of the central questions of this movie. Yeah. Did the bitch do it? Did the bitch do it? And... <laughs> Uh, is this cop falling in love with the suspect? Yes. Yes, yes. that's what happens. Yes. Right. Yes. This is very, plainly, <laughs> very obviously plainly happening. This, yeah. this cop is being making a bad ethical decision right oh, now. Oh, multiple. I mean, he. <laughs> the second he looks at her, bad ethical decision. Seriously, the way he looks at her. So, oh man, is is it possible, Drew, to, to, to see someone and be so infatuated with them, but then not, like, nope, I gotta do, gotta do my job. I can't fall in love with this now single lady. I mean, yes and no. This pretty lady. It's hard, right? I mean, yes and no. Do we feel bad for, I mean, as a, uh, for I, something I mean, that happens soon? I mean, from my experience as a man, in the beginning, you always think with your dick, so mm. you give them with the benefit of the doubt. But yeah. I mean, I don't know about other people, but after a couple of times of like dumb shit happening, it's like, whoa. That's true. Things start should start uh, red flags. Well, not necessarily red flags. Yeah. It's just I thought I start thinking with my big brain and not my small one. Well, yeah. Well, the big brain is the one that sees the flags because it's connected to your eyeballs and not your testes, not your other balls. But what if I'm colorblind? Um. Oh well, yeah. Well then, yeah. That's a problem when you wear. <laughs> that's the problem when you wear rose-colored glasses because then all the red flags are just flags. <laughs> right. I think that's a BoJack mm-hmm. Horseman quote. Um. That's what he's doing. He's he's looking at this lady with rose-colored glasses and he's missing all the flags. So uh, it's a very obviously like it's. Purposefully, like a Hitchcockian yes. type of story, twisty turny. Mm-hmm. It's a who done it, L- leaving us in the dark along with the characters. Yes, um, and like it's fun. It's well done. I I think uh, you know in in our ADHD world society, it does feel long. It sort of feels like uh, we we saw the movie and then they immediately played the sequel. I mean, almost, yeah. It was it's, almost like a one-two punch. Yeah, it's like two movies. There's the Busan movie and then the Ippo movie. Yep. And the Ippo is like a sequel to Busan. No, it I'm is. Like, oh, wow. Okay, this keeps, this keeps going. <laughs> Ooh, maybe, maybe that'll be the next Train 2 movie. We can do Train to Ippo. Train to Ippo. <laughs> but it's just like a sad cop. It's like, I guess I'll start wearing shoes. I don't know. <laughs> That's a weird detail. What a weird details. Oh, dude. The, I think the weirdest one is when he comments on her posture. Like, I'll... For some reason, like that so rang a weird bell in so my head, strange. and I was like, "Is that like a cultural thing?" It must be. Like, it's it, like you're so you're, the way you hold yourself upright, but it's not out of fear. It's not yeah. like yeah, that uh, was a weird uh, compliment. Com- commenting on their posture. Maybe I should start doing it. I'm gonna start <laughs> commenting on posture. posture. Marissa, your posture is great today, and she'd be like, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> no, it's not. <clears throat> my back hurts. <laughs> like I know, I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> well, you failed. I failed. I failed miserably. Um. It's a it's a very like in a way traditional film noir like yeah. mm-hmm. detective murder yeah. mystery uh-huh. right femme fatale uh, a couple of stories that maybe seem unconnected but then are 
Um, like the whole he's the movie opens with him looking into another case and then the way that all like the, the two play together and how it affects him for the rest of the movie uh, but then it's you know Park Chan-wook so he does things like a, here's a, an x-ray of a broken arm but then it's gonna like the hand's gonna start flexing <laughs> and then it's gonna edit into this yeah. person waking up yeah crossfade <laughs> into the dude's arm like post-coital like oh that's weird um and then uh, there's like stuff like that. There's what was another editing short? Oh, another decision that was so funny. The details where and none of this is spoiling. The um, he's texting the girl, and we see the text conversation, and he keeps like getting ready to reply. Okay, then I'll do this. I'll come over at nine. But she keeps saying something, <laughs> so he has to delete he what he's the, gonna say because he, now he has to respond to two. Yeah, now now three. Now that happened like be, five times. <laughs> been there, Chris. Yeah, so we've all been there. Too. <laughs> like, God damn it! Just like, I don't know how women text so fast. Yeah, it's why you're texting so fast. Why don't you just make it one message? Why do? You, why is it five separate? <laughs> clearly, clearly the days of being charged like per text long, long gone. <laughs> Remember when they used to do that? What? They used to charge like per text. Oh, yeah. Per minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, domestic minutes and yeah, international yeah, yeah, minutes. Everything's unlimited now. Isn't that wild? Oh. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. What an awful time to be alive. Like, you got a quarter and need to make a phone call. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can't just call someone? You can always use 10, 10, 2, 20, Chris. Oh, man. <laughs> 1-800-CALL-ATT. Right down the middle. A-T-T. <laughs> C-A-L-L-A-T-T. Thank you, uh, Carrot Top. Buff Carrot Top. Don't punch me, please. Even back then, that's when we first started noticing that. Like, Does Carrot Top have biceps? Do you remember that? Yeah. Because when he, he'd be pointing with his arm, and he'd be like, is that his arm? <laughs> is that a fake arm? Is he doing a joke? Is this a joke on us? He has a big, giant fake arm. Um, this, ep- this segment of the show brought to you by uh, 1-800-COLLECT. Do not use at t because <laughs> they hire uh, Carrot Top. Who did one 800 collect have? Who was their mascot? I don't remember. Exactly. They didn't need one. <laughs> 1-800-COLLECT. Had a baby, it's a boy. Is that the same thing? Don't <laughs> you don't remember that one? You got a call, you got a collect call from Add a baby, eats a boy. Um, he eats a boy? He eats a boy, yeah. <laughs> it was a cannibal, it was a cannibal call service. That's weird. So there's no cannibalism and decision to leave, but there is uh, uh, some good stuff, I think. I mean, yeah. I think I think it's a pretty good movie. The ending's a doozy. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> For sure. It does have a, um, man, I don't know if, is it spoiler to say it's a, a kind of a droovy ending? I mean, eh, kind of. Kind of. It's like, you're, you're like, whoa. You're, you're like, oh, oh, so that's where we're going with this. It's like, oh. <laughs> and, then, and, then it, and then it ends. And it's like cut to black. And yeah. it's starting to buy it. And you're like, oh. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Shit. That's uh-huh. a not American ending. That's, yes. not, that's not a mainstream uh, I love no, I love non-mainstream, non-American yeah, endings. Yeah, so like, were, the yeah. non-Marvel ending. Yeah, yeah. Ain't no, one, ain't no one swooping in the same day on this one. Yeah. No, that that was very interesting. Um, I, I think it's I think it's pretty solid. Uh, no. Again, it feels long. I think that may turn some people off because it is like two hours and fifteen minutes. But uh, most people will be watching this at home, most likely. Oh, yeah. I saw that it was a it's a movie production. Okay, movie is a is a streaming service. Oh. Well, maybe maybe they're dipping their hands in foreign cinema before yeah. they come, you know, get into the American shit. Yeah, it says here. Yeah, it says here. Sorry, in two thousand seven, they're a global curated film streaming platform, which I knew that because they emphasize like international stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it says also a production company and film distributor. There you go. Um, 
Ubi's got some good stuff. Let me. I'm gonna pull up movie right here. Let people know. Well, people me, probably don't know what I'm talking about. M U B I movie. I mean, if they're working with Park Chan Wook, then exactly. If they're like, oh, well, they know what the fuck they're doing. We'll distribute a Park Chan Wook <laughs> film. I wonder if they even pay. Go, for can, it. Can, can can we distribute all your movies from now on? Oh, and, seriously. And yeah, what are the, what do you know with the streaming rights for your other ones? Yeah. Can you can you make <laughs> can you make more, please? What are we? We're not stopping here, are we? Uh, oh, oh, it looks like they have Crimes of the Future, but that's also on um, Hulu, I think. Yeah, that. Um. Or is this what they produce? The decision to leave is on here, right? Obviously, anything else that I recognize? Triangle of Sadness. I was just at the Indian. Yep. Uh, right now they have Banshees of Insurance, hey. which is um, gonna expand to definitely gonna make that wider because it's making a bunch of money well, right I mean, now. It, it's oh, it says here Ban- Banshees of Insurance. They have it on here too. Yeah. Hey, guess what? It, it, it's playing in Orlando, Chris. Just not at Winter Park. Yeah. Well, right now it's only at the Indian. It'll expand. It'll expand. Uh, everything ever all at once. Well, no. Tar shit, man. Movies got a lot of good shit on here. Oh, it's playing at other Regal theaters. You, we 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 could go to uh, uh, Lakes oh oh. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. What's it at? What's the theater count for Banshees? It is at eight hundred ninety-five theaters. So technically, I don't think that's a wide release yet. Okay. I think a thousand is the the technical number to forbid be quote a wide release. Eight ninety-five is pretty good though. Oh, put in perspective, Tar. Is still not in the top ten, <laughs> and probably never will be, Chris. But then, a perspective: mm-hmm. Black Adam, thirty nine hundred theaters. Yeah, it's a lot, uh, and it lost four hundred. Was that not that? How did that happen? Uh, One hundred and thirty seven million domestic. Damn, Dwayne Johnson, look at you doing DC numbers. Good for you. Uh, you know, it's also interesting. I mean, yeah, it's when. Here's mm-hmm. my question, Chris. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would he? Would he have still done the numbers? Without the Henry Cavill kicker. Uh, yeah, they, they leaked that hard. <laughs> they leaked that hard a week, without, a week ahead of time. Without that kicker. They were like, fuck. <laughs> what do we do? What did have happened? Let people know. Let them, let, them, let, them, let them know. Cavill's back, baby. Then he sit through a whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see him say, hello. It's and like, then. <laughs> it's like, we, we need to talk. And then, okay. All right, cool. Also, you do get a bonus Viola Davis. Yeah. Which is nice yeah. for a second. Um, Terrifier 2 is almost at $10 million. That movie cost 250000 to make. Good for them. That's incredible. That is incredible. Halloween ends still at $60 million, $63 hey. million. Not bad for a movie that's not that good yeah. and uh, is on streaming and, and already. streaming as well, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, Till's at $6.5 million. Here we go. So I was looking for Banshees. Already at number seven. $3 million in the third week already. $3 million in three weeks total. Well, it's only going to go up from here. Precisely. Because the reviews are great. Yeah. Uh, the word of mouth of it is is, is great, uh, so I expect that theater count to to go up. Um, although next week, Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, Black Panther comes out on uh, conservatively like eight thousand screens, <laughs> like on all the screens, and everybody's gonna go see it. Everyone's gonna go see it. It's gonna make somewhere between it's tracking between one hundred seventy five and two hundred million dollars for an opening weekend, yeah. and uh, and theaters like think. God, <laughs> think how we can sell some of this fucking popcorn? Uh, because I mean, there's really right now it's just Black Adam at the uh, which made was an eighteen million dollar weekend. This uh, crunchy crunchy roll put on anime, One Piece film red. Never heard of it. Uh, anime nerds are gonna love it, I'm sure. Ten million dollars worth. Yeah, there you go. Nine and a half, right? And then that Clooney Roberts movie is at number three with uh, eight million dollar. Maybe that's what maybe that's what all those old people were going to see yesterday, Chris. You know what? No, I think they were there for La Traviata. Oh, because okay. as we were walking, 
Uh, yeah, because when Drew and I went to see this movie yesterday, <laughs> we saw, it was a twelve forty-five show decision to leave, and uh, th- there were so many old people, old people yeah. in line for food and, and oh, just standing around in front of, of me in my way, just in my way, everywhere I looked. This motherfucker's in my way. Look over here. This motherfucker's in my way. Uh, as we were walking to our theater, theater number one was showing. Uh, it's a La Traviata. That was a Fathom event. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's what it was. Must have been a bunch of goddamn hoity-toity Republican Winter Park. Actually, yeah, I'm a Republican. <laughs> but they like opera. They could just be racist liberals who like opera. Um, decision to leave is good. Quite good. Actually, <laughs> I'm gonna pump it up to quite good. You're gonna pump it up to quite good. I'm gonna pump it up to quite good. I think this movie is quite good. I think I think most people would enjoy it. Like, if you're listening to the show, I think you'll enjoy it. I think so. I've always I've been wrong before. I mean, you're wrong a lot, often. <laughs> often, Scott the Spot did not like Black Range Room. Really? Yeah, he was like, get all this American cop shit out of here. Just make a movie about Maz and and doing his thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, but that would, that's, that that's a cool different too. movie. <laughs> it's also a different movie, yeah. Um, but then he did like what was the one that he saw? That he did like uh, the 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 other Scott, the Hunger. You like, oh, okay, you like the Hunger? Interesting. So there you go. 50-50 on the Scots. <laughs> <laughs> Decision lead, pretty good. All right, let's talk about some stuff. Andor, Ep Nine. Yes. Yo. This prison shit is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know I wanted a Star you Wars a prison show. Star Wars show. prison drama? Yeah. <laughs> With Andy Serkis? What? He's so good, man. He's so good in this. Uh, he needs to spend less time directing, more time just acting. I know he wants to direct and create, but... Eh, he's a good actor. He's a really good actor. Even without all the smoke cap uh, pretending to be a giant ape or a golem. Like, he's good. Huh. He's a compelling presence. What is he? Is he a Kiwi? What is, what is that? What is Andy Serkis? I'm a, and we'll give you a little quick Google search here. That's a good, that's a good question. Because a uh, man has an accent. Uh, I mean, yeah. But uh, I'm bad at placing them. English. There we go. He's an Englishman from Royslip Manor in Royslip. You know where that is? Nope. Near the Y. <laughs> it, it, it's, oh, well, it's uh, Royslip Manor is an area of Royslip. Okay, cool. I'm probably saying that wrong. In the London borough of Hillingdon in West London. Ah, he's a West London chap. He's one of them West End boys. That, that means nothing to me, Chris. Oh, it doesn't? Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, sh- I, I thought it was West End Girls. West End Girls. Well, all, there's also West End Boys. Boy, girls gotta have boys. Yeah, but it, but it was East End Boys and West End Girls. God in the song. damn it. <laughs> damn it. Just get your references right now. I won't have to correct you. Uh, I just looked at our MP3 player. I'm like, God damn. I'm, I'm glad that was recording. I forgot that. The, for a second, I was like, did I forget this button? But we're recording. Um, <coughs> shout out to our listeners in Wolverhampton who only listen to the free the free stream there we go <laughs> and, <laughs> you'll never hear this and, and are not well, patrons you, you, you'll hear this eventually on yeah. Spotify as I'm sure yeah, yeah eventually when I <laughs> don't want to put out the best of monthly best of um, although this make it I don't know we'll see so the uh, it depends on how poor everything else is yeah exactly well, it's a sliding scale <laughs> sliding scale the Andor is good I'm yes. really enjoying it. It's adult. It's very. That's why. It's very adultish. It's Star Wars for adults. Yes, it's Star Wars for people who care about political intrigue and, mm-hmm. and spies. And spy and spy <laughs> drama. Yeah, uh-huh. it's slow horses in, in, in Star Wars land. Um, but you still have to keep a straight face when you're like, oh yeah, he's, he's saying people. He's telling people his name is Keith. Yeah, <laughs> Keith Grigo. And he's like, and he's looking at him with a straight face, Keith Grigo. And then you're like, yeah, that's yeah, a, that's that's a, a, that's, a, that's a common name. <laughs> that, that's what a name sounds like in this fucking universe. 
What's what's Andy Serkis' name in this thing? He's got he's got a ridiculous name. Yeah, they too. all do. Uh, it gets to the point where if someone shows up, he's like, "I'm Steve." Like, huh? Excuse me? <laughs> no, 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 you're not. No, this can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Luke is the most baseline we yeah. get, right? Um, uh, but Andor, Cassian, ah, Cassian's not a bad name. That's a nice name. He's good. he's good. I like I like I like the Luna. I like to hold the plot with the old man. Yep. The the whole thing where they're like, what happened on the bridge over there, and then like waiting for word to get around about mm-hmm. what happened to the whole floor and all that shit. Yeah. Like, it's very intriguing and well done. Another episode written by Bo Willimon, who co did the House of Cards yeah. with with David Fincher. I mean, it's like real talent making his fucking show. Yeah. Very interesting. Also, it seems like I don't know, it's hard to tell. A lot of sets, like lack of uh, volume on some of this stuff. I'm okay with that. Yeah, a lot of interior, uh, a lot of interiors. That's I guess. fine. They yeah. build out all that practical shit. That's all real. Yeah, so. yeah, it all looks real, except for obviously the um, the Senate. Oh, duh. Yeah, that's way too. Well, yeah, and, big and, and the, the fucking the, the weird room that you always see outside the windows when they're communicating, waiting for yeah. going in between, like shit like that. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, duh, that, CG. But uh, come obviously, on. obviously, yeah, they're not building out like huge bridgeways yeah. or something for people to see in the distance. Uh, if it were the seventies, they they would they'd find a way to do it. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick would be like, "I need this whole hangar <laughs> converted into the outside of a prison for two for two scenes. This will take eight months. Do it." Um, and or F nine, good ten, eleven, twelve, only three left. Okay, all right, great. That, that gets us to like Thanksgiving, I guess. Thanksgiving week is maybe when. Uh, yeah. Damn, and then I'm they, okay with that. And then they usually have like they something's up next. Yeah, like like something Marvel should be debuting. I feel like, but I feel like there's a gap here. Maybe well, something isn't uh, coming. Oh, there's that uh, that uh, Guardians Holiday special. Okay, so that's a special presentation, right? Um, that's one thing. That's like the um, so that'll be Werewolf soon. at Night, yeah, which is uh, which is fun, and it's fully canon too. It's not like a throwaway thing. James yeah. James Gunn was very emphatic online. It's like this is. Yeah. Important to the Guardians mythology. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the holiday uh-huh. special. Yeah. That's how they do a lot of shows in the UK. Apparently, I learned this watching the Doctor Who. Okay, that every season, and then we we see this with Black Mirror. It's a big deal for your series to end each series because they call them series, not seasons. Uh, and it's a lift, and it's a trolley, and a boot, and mm-hmm. a bonnet. Um, with with the, with the holiday special, with the Christmas specials, is your last episode, and it's like supposed to be a big deal, which is very very funny. Yeah, <laughs> like damn, they love Christmas over there, which I can appreciate. I was about to say, they're in like minds with Mr. Crespo. They got this Christmas story, Christmas movie coming out, the sequel. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's gonna be like all the other sequels they put out in the last five years. I know it's like bad. Why? It just I, I'm fine with just watching the same one every year on Christmas. Nope. I just watch it. It's fine. Nope. I even got it on Blu-ray. Haven't opened it once. So why do I need to? It's on TV every Christmas. <laughs> and I'm on my parents' house. They have cable. So what am I going to do? Anyway. And or good. Uh, the Peripheral, episode four. People need to watch this show. I do. Okay, good. You're right. Good. I think I'm going to start. I think it's the next show I'm going to watch with Elijah. Good. Very, so, very soon. good. There you Should go. be starting soon. Uh, yeah, because they're, they're on four. Yeah, you already got a nice little... Little buffer. Little buffer. You could, like, watch the first two, because they dropped the first two. Yeah. Because the first episode ends on a cliffhanger. You're like, well, I got to see what happens next. You don't want to just watch one. Um, yeah, you can watch the first two, and then, like, watch the rest uh, at whatever pace. But, man, it's a, it's an exciting, cool show. Sci-fi, part of it's fun. Uh, I, I like the characters. I think they're very interesting. I love the design of it. Also, now with uh, uh, Westworld being canceled... Westworld's canceled, so uh, now we got to go to other sources for our thought-provoking sci-fi. I mean, yeah. So uh, Fallout, 
Yeah. Well, you got Fallout, which is Amazon, right? You got Peripheral, which is Amazon. Uh, For All Mankind is still on Apple, and Severance is on Apple. HBO is just like, we're out of the smart sci-fi game all of a sudden. We got rid of Raised by Wolves. We got rid of Westworld. Why? Because they need to save the money so they can sell themselves to Comcast, the motherfuckers. I hate (laughs) these Discovery fucks. Although they also were like, we're going to actually put our movies in theaters. We're like, well, I like that. God damn it. <sighs> I like Give and take, Chris. Yeah. Compromise. Like, they got James Gunn to run DC. I'm like, oh, that's smart. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, that's good. And James Gunn, too, was like, as I guess recently as a couple years ago, he was like, uh, I'm done with comic book stuff. Like, between Guardians and, and Suicide Squad, I feel like I've really have scratched that itch I've done everything I want to do with comic yeah, book well, stuff I'm, I'll move on and now, do other things now you're gonna run that itch yeah yeah. <laughs> now that itches your life for the next 10 years you're gonna scratch yourself bloody my friend 10 years we'll see if he's actually successful you can always get fired um, I'm really astounded by this list of movies on this mo- movie service man they got, <laughs> they're gonna have tar on here and shit and uh, let me see if I click next um, uh, oh, it's taking a second though. we got the uh, Pearl the Ty West Pearl mm-hmm. X is out now. I need to watch that. And he has another movie called Maxine. It's a trilogy okay. that he just like apparently cranked these movies out so they can all come out pretty quickly. And X and Pearl, people really like them both. And X is set in the 70s. Pearl is set in like 19 teens. Yeah, it's a prequel. It's, yeah, well, they're like a way back prequel. And, uh, and then Maxine, I think it's set in the 80s, okay. which is very fun. Um,. What other tangents can I go on here? Like, Bones and all? Come on, Drew. <laughs> Man, I saw... Did you see that trailer? I saw that trailer in front of something. I don't think so. It looks like it could be gnarly. It could be a very gnarly movie. Um, the Whale. Fuck. I'm going to have to sign up for movie now. Maybe. <laughs> Motherfucker. X out you, of that. You're going to be a movie maybe, Chris. I'm a, I'm a movie I'm a movie maybe. I'm going to have to cancel something else. Though. <laughs> they need to balance this shit. There's too much of it. Or they need to consolidate it with someone else. Um, the peripheral's great. I, I, I mean, I don't know what to say about it other than that. It's awesome. I'm in the middle of it. Um, I watched one more episode of Atlanta. Okay. Just so I can, like, I need to watch. Because it's already on episode nine. This, it's, Out of? I, probably ten. Okay, cool. So I can start watching that. Cause, yeah. Because they're only half-hour episodes. I crank them. Yeah, my only issue. Yeah, they're short. But then it's Hulu. So they all have not, a bunch of commercials. commercials. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I guess I'll go do another dab. I don't know. They're going about the pants. Um, I saw a great episode that was essentially uh, it, it's um, Van taking her kid. Uh, what was the kid's name? Letty to uh, to work as a day gig, or she Van is going to work as a day gig, but she brings her daughter with her to Chocolate Studios, which is the um, the Tyler Perry analog that they came up uh, with because he okay, has his own yeah. like crazy uh-huh, studio yeah. uh, yeah, hub. Yeah. Um, so it's the whole the whole episode is just her in this fucking crazy madman's like production <laughs> facility. All these people working their asses off for this guy who they never see. He just is like his voice is on a speaker. It's so funny um, and weird and interesting. Yeah. And it, it's so Atlanta. It's such a uh-huh. great show. That's that's episode five. I really enjoyed that. Um, I did okay. I watched a bunch of movies this week, but three of them are rewatches because I uh, I'm rewatching Kubrick. Okay, and I watched. Uh, Clockwork Orange, okay. Barry Lyndon, uh-huh. and Full Metal Jacket. They're yes. all they're all on HBO. Okay, and um, it's just like you know, interesting to watch them all together in in a row, not in a row, but you know, in short order because then you really see stylistically what Kubrick is doing because he has so, so few films. You know, yeah. it's crazy to think about. So The Shining is nineteen eighty, right? We're not born yet, mm-hmm. um, and then we're born five years later. 
Full Metal Jacket. That's like the one Kubrick film of our childhoods. Yeah, and it's, and, and it's that one. And I was way too young to watch that when it came out. I think <laughs> when it came out, or even I mean, I don't think I saw that movie till college. Uh, yeah, for real. I think if you're under eighteen, you're too young to watch it just because you don't understand it. it oh. At that, you watch it when you're too young and you and you latch onto the wrong things. You gotta wait till you're older and know what the world is like when people are like. Um, and then this next movie is Eyes Wide Shut. We're already in high school. Motherfucker dies before it even comes out. He has a heart attack and dies. Um, that's crazy. So few films. So watch them together. Uh, one thing that struck me is um, I, I just never noticed before. Personally, I'm sure if I look up online, there's like thousands and thousands and thousands of articles and thought pieces about everything about Kubrick, right? Uh, his use of slow motion is incredible. In Incredible because he does it so rarely, mm-hmm. like maybe once or twice a movie. But then when he does it, it's always like a, something startling and incredible and beautiful and and something like heavy to the movie. Um, it it's uh it's fascinating. It's fascinating to watch. It's really really cool. And then also his rare use of handheld. Mm-hmm. Right, he's mostly um, lock it down, put it on a dolly, put it on a tripod slow pans in pans out he's very painterly in the way he makes especially Barry Lyndon Barry, the whole movie just looks like a series of renaissance paintings um, but then every now and then when he can't get what he wants with a lockdown camera he will do handheld stuff and it's fascinating to see when he breaks out that handheld it's always not always but often in uh, moments of like frenetic violence or you know um, uh, someone having like a real like an episode you know like really freaking out um, and then the camera's just following him and then apparently it, it, that's always him he's the camera operator on all the oh, handout okay. stuff he's just like give me that thing and he just <laughs> does it himself which is very fascinating um, it's great man Kubrick is <laughs> duh really, really no. Chris you don't say no <laughs> this is what it comes to Chris Mesa for insights like this who's this Kubrick guy again <laughs> listen it's like uh, <laughs> Scott Aukerman has a joke I like I like movies like The Godfather <laughs> and Citizen Kane you know it might just be me <laughs> But Godfather 2 may be better than The Godfather. It's like, yeah, duh, duh, thanks. You know what? Jaws is a good movie. Thanks. Really? Thanks, guy. I appreciate it. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, I watched on CBS Sunday Morning today. They had an interview with um, Spielberg uh, to promote the Fablemans. Oh, you, you mean the Spielbergs? The Spielbergs. <laughs> it is the Spielbergs. You might as well call it because it's semi-autobiographical. It's autobiographical as fuck. But it is because it's his mom encouraged him to to make movies, and his dad was like, "Do something practical." Like I didn't even, I, I don't even know the story of Steven Spielberg. It's so plainly. And I watched this trailer, and yeah. I was like, "This movie's about his childhood." Yeah. This is the Steven Spielberg movie. It's, plain, it's so plainly down to I think the detail of, um, and this I just found out from his interview this morning. Uh, but in the marketing, I'm putting putting it together pretty easily. His parents divorced when he was 19, um, which I, I, a lot of people know that. That's why, like ET, the parents are divorced. Yeah. Like it, divorced energy runs throughout his movies. Close Encounters of a Third Kind. His dad, le- the dad, leaves a family to, to go on a goddamn spaceship to leave Earth. Yeah. Right? He doesn't leave the family. He leaves the Earth. Earth. <laughs> um, so, uh, but his mom cheated on, well, left his dad. Uh, for his dad's friend, his dad's best friend. I think in the movie that friend is played by Seth Rogen because Seth Rogen's a character in this movie, but you don't know who he is. Like, yeah. is he an uncle? Is he a friend? Yeah, what is he, this? You just see him every once in a while, and it's like, is that Seth Rogen? Yeah, it's like, what's <laughs> Seth Rogen doing this? I think he's the family friend that the okay. mom ends up leaving the dad for. Um, oh, poor Paul Dano. 
Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's fascinating to see Spielberg. People always say this. When I make movies, I always have to have something personal in there. And I'm sure he has something, quote, personal in, like, Jurassic Park Mm -hmm. or Jaws or whatever. But this is, is like, he doesn't make dramas or family dramas often that doesn't have some sort of... Historical context or something else going on. Alien in the middle (laughs) or the Holocaust, right? Yeah. No, it's just a family in, like, San Bernardino growing up. (laughs) Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to, to see that. It's a good trailer too, I think. We we didn't go to the movies together this week. Did no. you make it to Black Panther? Mm-hmm. Well, when'd you go? I went this morning. So it's fresh for you. No. That's a long movie, ain't it, buddy? Yeah, it was. That's a long movie. It was a ve- I mean, I understand why with all the fucking characters they uh, had to throw uh, in the mishmash, uh, this bullshit. Oh, my God. Um, so many characters. Actually, we're, this is going to be not spoilery, but we're going to get into some details, yeah. right? So, Because we're not going to do a separate episode. No, on not worth it. So, no spoilers. I think this is not a spoiler, though, because they show it in the trailer. I, I, I was like, oh, shit, that's in the trailer. That's a weird thing. Shuri is the new Black Panther. Yeah. Because in the trailer, they show Black Panther with the dots on her face. With, her, with, with Shuri is like design yeah, on her. Yeah. So it's obvious that that's her. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. That, I mean, that, I don't think that's a spoiler. Um, but some details, yeah. Let's talk about this thing. It's long. Very long. Two hours and 40 minutes, and I feel like you feel it. Oh, yeah. Partially because it's trying to do so much. Well, I mean, it, and it, it had to address the whole Chadwick Boseman thing. And then the so, Chadwick Boseman thing. That's 20 minutes right there. That, boom. It, it tacked on you. And that was yeah, mandatory. That, that is mandatory. You, ha- you have to. You can't not make yeah, this yeah, movie yeah, without. You have to address that. Where's <laughs> T'Challa, bro? You're just, <laughs> just going to skip it? Yeah, that's big. It's such a big part that then the movie is very sad. <laughs> Well, yeah. It's a very grief-heavy yeah. movie. Uh-huh. Most of it is about how... Uh, uh, one character or another or another or another yes. or another has lost this person and this person and that person yeah. and this person and, and that person. And then people be losing <laughs> new characters. And you're like, no, now there's more grief and more <laughs> loss. This is like a heavy emotional film. But and to do that for 240? Oh, I mean, at, at, at least there's some fucking death in the Marvel Universe. Yes. This one, there's one death, obviously, the main death, the Black Panther death, being forced upon us by life. But then they, the movie continues and, and kills other characters. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, that's, mm-hmm. that's sad. That's some sad shit. That is kind of rare to happen in a goddamn Marvel movie because oh, you know, just... they die and then and then you see them like in the Soul Stone or something, yeah. or you know, they're in another plane and they're like, oh no, we have so many. Like, didn't that happen to Scarlet Witch maybe or something? I can't recall. Something like that. What was the other one? Or was it the um? And Thor, Love and Thunder. Like, people be dying. It was Natalie Portman's character. Yeah. She'd be dying. Cancer. And I was like, damn, cancer. Wow, death. Real thing in the MCU. And then it ends with her being like, she meets up with Heimdall. And Heimdall's like, oh, I ain't dead. You're not dead. I mean, we're dead, but we're going to be in more movies. And Natalie Portman's like, cool, I can keep my arms. And you're like, oh. I, I was trying to be emotionally connected to this yeah. thing somehow. I and mean, then he took it away from me by returning Natalie Portman. Black Panther ain't bringing no one back. No. Someone dies in this movie. You're like, well, to the point where at the end, I was like, man, it won't kill Namor. <laughs> like, I, no. I, was on, I was on the fence about that. I was like, are they really going to do this? Like, this is kind of crazy. I, I, I knew they weren't. Because it's such a big character to introduce. Well, a, a big character to introduce and B, I mean... At one point in time, he was an A character in the Marvel Universe. In the, what, like, quote, Silver Age, Golden Age, yeah. something like that back in the day? Yeah. Uh, he was an A-level character. Was he always? I meant to look this up. Always? Is that the, the, the history, the backstory? No, that's, given to him? that's all brand new, as that's, far as I'm aware. Yeah, right? 
because it's so specific. Yeah, no. Back in the back in comic book days, he looked slightly Asian for whatever reason. Mm, interesting. Uh, but he a, always had light skin. So he was a lighter skin character. And this oh. one, they're like, no, we're going. These are underwater Azteca Mexicans. Which I'm totally okay with. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I mean, tying it into the whole Kugel Khan thing, like I'm pretty familiar with Aztec mythology, so like I, I dig. So Kugel Khan is all that's all real shit. Yeah, that they're just Fe- tying feathered into serpent, uh, the feather a- serpent god. The ancient alien people love it. They're you and your ancient. <laughs> well, you see, that's but that's why I like the ancient aliens because I like the ancient part, not well, the aliens. Yeah, absolutely. You need all that. Yeah, absolutely. I like and the th- ancient part. And then they're just having some sci-fi fun with it. Yeah. No, that's fair. I, I can't be smart to you that. The um, Kukukukan. Kukukan. I love when Umbaku talks about how this, this is also the in the trailer. Guy. Yeah, he's like they don't call him general. No. They don't call him king. They call him god. And he points at this. They, point, they call him Kukuk. Yep. And you're like whatever this guy is saying. I'm 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 believing him. He's yeah. uh, Winston Duke. He's awesome. He's he does, this is gonna be a rambling review. Um, he's great. Mbaku's great. I mean, so here's the thing. Even thinking about the movie the next day, talking to Marissa about it, I was like, there's. I mean, I like pretty much. I think I like all of it. Um, but walking out of it, I you don't get the same sense of like elation and amazingness that you get from watching the first Black Panther which is like how many movies does that happen to every movie you you see the first one like this is fantastic and then you go in with expectations first off you're not going to do that second off yes you do have expectations but there's no way they can be met because Chadwick Boseman is dead yeah yeah there was yeah I think that can't not be like dismissed, right? No, he, he was a huge reason it why Black Panther was so it. good. Yeah, he, he's so such a compelling actor. And then the and then the two between him and uh, Jordan's Killmonger, that character with Hick Jordan was such a great, uh, like electric dynamic mm-hmm. in a movie. This movie doesn't have that so much. You have. Um, the what what are what are, what do you call the 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 submariners people? That's a great question. They they, they, they never really addressed that. They, they they never maybe they said it once real I mean, quick. You, we could just call them Avatar people. They're Navi, bro. Okay, so the Navi name more in the Navi because they are blue. They're blue underwater people. <laughs> and with Avatar two with the way of the water <laughs> shit. And like the trailer it's... was right before it because Black Panthers in three D. So the. What a mess. I can't believe they were like, yeah, no, we'll do blue underwater people. No, this is going to be fine. That's a crazy decision, right? That's a wild decision. Um, whatever the name of those people are, it's like most of the movie is well, the Wakandans and, and, and the underwater Navi, the Mexican Navi, will they, the Mexican Navi, will, will they fight? Are they going to team up? The, the underwater people well, want I to mean, take over the world, fight against the service world. Will the Wakandans join or not? So, in the comic books, uh, Namor starts as a villain against the Fantastic Four and then eventually okay. becomes a hero. And is it the same thing where he's like, I want to protect you guys from destroying know, yeah, the waters or I don't, something? I don't, I, don't, Who knows? I don't know the specifics. Okay. I just know the broad strokes. So, it's a similar thing where I, he starts I, as like a care. possible. I, I really don't care about a winged, ankled fish dude. Conceptually, that's strange, right? And does that work aerodynamically? Wing ankle wings. I mean, yeah. It 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 was (laughs) it it was fun hearing Namor say the M word though. Midget mutant. Oh, okay. Wow. I was like, when did he slur? He said the M word. He straight up said mutant. He's like, I'm a mutant, and he just said it casually. He said the M word. It's the first movie. 
to reference mutant the first mcu movie i definitely noticed that because we got a well, i mean for me it's a trigger word because of the whole like controversy like and the they, rights and all yeah, that exactly. yeah. they, they literally couldn't use the word and they've <laughs> had the rights to use it for a couple of years now yeah. and we've been waiting um they used the word mutation in uh-huh. ms marvel uh-huh. and they did i swear they did something else recently too that alludes to mutants and x-men etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. um but yeah yeah this one he's just straight up he's like oh i'm a mutant oh that's the end of the Black Panther review. <laughs> Is a Black Denzel. Panther Wakanda Forever or Wakanda Forever Black Panther? It's Black Panther Wakanda, Wakanda, Wakanda Forever. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah he straight up used the, the, the forbidden M word, which is M-word. no longer verboten, <laughs> apparently, thanks to rights, thanks to corporate buyouts <laughs> and rights issues. Um, yeah, he's, so he's a mutant. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's an old ass Azteca mutant. No. Uh, and I mean, he, he. I thought it was all pretty. Yeah. All the Wonder Woman stuff was cool. Yeah, no, I mean, it was cool. Yeah, it was fine. I'm, I, I like Namor running around, fucking beating the shit out of everybody and everything. That was fucking great. He's pretty much a badass. No. Yeah, he's established badass. Uh, his little helper, helper, helpertons. They're all well, a bunch they're, of they're badasses. Fine. They're they're a bunch of they're like uh, with Thanos's. Uh, he, he's got his crew. Yeah, you gotta you gotta, gotta have, have a crew. crew. Biff Tannen, he's got his crew. He's all, got 3D. All, all villains got crews. Too. Yes, exactly. Unless we have a Joker. Unless you have the Joker, in, in which you are, in which he is the crew. He, yeah, well, <laughs> he has a whole mafia. No, not a mafia. He has a whole like just underlings, faceless underlings. That's what he has. He's like, I don't need people. I don't need a, a what was it? Harley Quinn. There's also Harley Quinn. So yeah, this had this movie was introduced no more this movie had to deal with the loss of t'challa and, I, I, and the succession of the black panther mantle i also enjoyed the namor's origin speech about his name yeah no, that no, was ridiculous no more <laughs> when he first said no more i was like really that's how we're saying this yes, i thought we all said namor and then later angela bassett who she's a goddamn uh toward force yeah i mean best best actress in this movie is angela bassett she she gets a lot to do in a short amount of time, shortish amount of time. The uh, she says Namor, and I was like, oh yeah, so is it Namor, or is she just then like mispronouncing his name or something? And then when he does the whole story, and it's no love, no more. I was like, I just, I <laughs> you I, asshole. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, it's it's cool. I'm down with my. It was I, fine. And then I like how so. Then obviously, like both these Black Panther movies deal with like colonization and appropriation of resources. My, my favorite colonizer. Exactly right. Uh, that's the callback to that first movie, right? It's like that shit's explicitly the what the movies are yeah. about. In this one, there's like all these scenes where the two. It's all about the vibranium, and they're like, "No, we have vibranium too underwater, and we can't let the white people know about it." Quote essentially, the yeah. white people, the surface people, because uh, they'll come and destroy everything trying to get it. And then who knows what they'll do with it? The uh, and I was like, oh yeah, wow, this movie is very much like making the parallels between these countries and and the resources and how the surface world they have a, a common enemy in a in a way. And then like halfway through the movie, and the more talking to Shuri, and he just straight up says like, listen, we both got the resources, and they're coming to take it. And I was like, okay, so now it's just a Texas knife, and like we're we're worried you guys might not understand what this movie's yeah. gonna be about. Uh-huh. So we're gonna add an extra scene yes. where the characters say it explicitly. Uh-huh. It's Disney, I don't know. But it's cool that it is like what the movie is about. Well, it's exactly what would happen in real life. That is true. That that is true. I mean, we we have invaded countries for less, Chris. 
for much less. Yeah, vibranium <laughs> for much less. For oil. Oil. That shit's gross. Vibranium is amazing. <laughs> Uh, you feed it. You feed it to plants, and you get superpowers if you eat the plants. Fuck yeah! Yeah, that's essentially, <laughs> that's essentially how that one works. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, the, hey, could you uh, could you imagine smoking vibranium laced weed, Chris? <laughs> no, <laughs> my, my, my lungs would explode from the awesomeness. <laughs> imagine what would happen from the pure awesomeness. The literally glowing purple weed. Um. Uh, <coughs> So this movie is trying to deal with the loss of T'Challa. It's trying to set up new Black Panther. It establishes Namor and that whole underground, underwater, the peoples. It also gets into a Re- little bit. Don't forget about Riri. Re- well, I was, yeah, was going to say Riri next. It gets a little bit into making sure we know where um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus's character is, yeah. Dr. LaFontaine. What, what she's doing, how she's working. Right. Oh, she's the head of the FBI now. Okay, cool. Yeah. Got the, that's going to get us the Thunderbolts eventually. She has to be in a, 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 a Amanda Waller, Walker, Amanda Waller. Yeah. Who's the other Davis in uh, yeah, DC. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's got to get to that level. Yeah. Um, so we got that. That's four different things. And then now we're also doing Riri Williams' Ironheart, which is like, wow. Because now we got to set up the show. Yeah, and that is fucking super quick. Mm-hmm. Broad strokes yeah. for for Riri, but I'm, I'm a, I mean, if if this is just the start and there's going to be a whole show that gets behind everything, then yeah. whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be one of those things. I mean, uh, when Black Panther debuted in Captain America: Winter Soldier, <clears throat> there's just a couple of scenes. It's same, like, oh, same, that character's cool, and then he's gone. Same thing when Spider Man popped up in fucking Civil War. It's like, oh wow, this is what Spider Man's coming back interesting. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking forward to how they develop this. That's what that's what, what we got essentially with the Riri. Um, who man. I'm glad someone pointed called her like tiny girl because at one point I was like, this lady is short, teeny uh-huh. tiny. She's but, so but, small. But it's all right. She's got a robot suit, Chris. Yeah, I, it probably works out best to cast someone smaller because then you can put them in like some suits on set and um, hopefully they'll have some like cool uh, practical stuff in the Ironheart. Well, show. I mean that that first suit, she, that proto suit, that was fu- that, yeah, that looked practical. Yeah, that looked like her, like she was there I in mean, the thing on, uh, on set until she face planted it, and then it's like she's not in that thing. <laughs> yeah, she'd be dead. <laughs> that's a, that's a yeah. dead little girl in that in that suit. Um, Riri's fun. I like Riri. I like uh, like I said, I like it all. Oh, here's what I think that I think is an issue. So we have to address. You know, Chadwick is such a big part of Black Panther. <clears throat> it wouldn't be to work, and while we liked it. Then he's gone. Okay. Well, everyone liked Shuri in the first movie as a supporting character. Let's bump up Shuri to essentially main and and follow her story. And as much as I think we all like Shuri as a supporting character, I think we she, like her as a supporting character. She, she's not Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like we're making a Bond movie, and then Bond, uh, then Daniel Craig dies, and they're like, okay, well, Ben Wishaw, all right, Q. <laughs> it's the Q movie. We're making the Q. Actually, the Q, no, kind of, uh, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> With Ben Wishaw, that guy should be really cool. Um, but yeah, it's just like you know, like this isn't what I'm. I don't know. Sure, he's still good, but then she has her own arc that's a very like tormented arc, and it's not as fun to watch. Uh, it's just the movie's just not as fun and exuberant as the first one. It just has the grief that he got to deal with, and the and then all those the goddamn MCU table setting for future stuff. Well, get used to it, bruh. Because she's the next black, she, which I'm once fine with. Future Black Panther. Hey, I'm fine with that. Oh, okay. Until I figure out what the oh, fuck's well, going on. with Okay, it. so yeah. then there's the. I'll just. I'll let you all know if you really, if you think this is a spoiler. Skip a couple minutes, but here's the mid credit scene. Didn't see it. Here's the. Thing. I didn't stay for it. The the, bo- the the box office is so big this weekend. I'm assuming if people really want to know what's happening in this movie, they would have gone and seen it this weekend. 
$180 million this weekend. Just three days. That's incredible. Um, you, you left for a mid-credits scene? Yeah. yeah okay, so movie well, ends. People started clapping at the end of the movie. And I'm like, nobody's here. Chadwick Spirit was there. Um, the uh, That was a matinee, too. People were emotional at the matinee. People were emotional at the 9 a.m. matinee. <laughs> I love it. The um, were they dressed up? We saw some people dressed up. Uh, so like, in the one lobby. person was wearing a Marvel shirt. A Marvel shirt? Yeah. No, I saw. Uh, we saw some. No, no full costumes. At, we were at the. We were at the Point Orlando one. We, yeah, probably for the IMAX. We saw some dude, some older guy there, like a full on, look like a, a black purple. Uh, uh, was it a black Panther? A black Panther thing? It was fancy looking. Cool. It was cool. Anyway. Okay, so movie ends, and uh, Sherry's on the beach, and she's crying, and then and, and she's crying, and the set music's like, and then it's like, cut the, like, black, like, credits, like, normal, not crazy Marvel credits, like, just normal movie credits that are very sad. And I'm like, this is depressing. So it comes back. You walk up, you walk out of the theater. What do you miss is then it comes back. Sherry's still on the beach, still crying. And uh, Lapita Nyong'o character, she I love that character. Yeah. She she would have been anyway. Um, she comes walking out to the beach with a little boy in tow, and sits down and it's like, hey, I want you to meet Auntie. This is Auntie Shuri, and it's like, oh shit, this is Prince T'Challa, because that's okay. his, she named him after her daddy. Okay, T'Challa. This is Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Challa. Bitch, she just pulled a Game of Thrones. <laughs> Secret succession. Here's the real king. Right? So well, they're going to have to I, deal with that I mean, now somehow. I don't know how Wakandan politics works. Exactly. Now we're going to have to get we, into we, this whole Wakandan thing. We, of we, ha- we haven't seen a Game of Thrones colon Wakanda yet. Right. <laughs> right. Although. I guess maybe mm, that's what's next. Sorry. Hey, mm, it's all going to be about this kid. Know. He's like the anti-Joffrey because he was like, hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> open, Damn I, it. Like, man, this kid's old. Boring boy scout. Give him a crossbow. See if he kills any prostitutes. He's like, I'll put that down. That's not nice. I'm Prince T'Challa. I'm a nice boy. If he starts killing prostitutes with a crossbow, we know we got a job. Yeah, then we got (laughs) another. Oh, we got a Joffrey. (laughs) Uh oh. Um, It it explains why, uh, for a good chunk of the movie, when they should be calling Shuri Queen, they're not. They're just calling her Princess. Princess. are we waiting for some sort of official ceremony or going on here? Like the succession. That's the way succession works. Whatever. She can be princess all she wants. Mm. She's Black Panther now. Yeah, she's Black Panther. That's how it fucking matters. Yeah, that, that is all that matters. Um, and I like Shuri. Don't get me wrong. I like her. I think she's a good character. I'm interested to see where they deal with her and the expansion of all this stuff is going to be interesting and fun. Um, I don't know. It just that doesn't hit the same. As the first summer around, of course not. Well, it's maybe, it, ne- it never does, Chris. Never does. You're chasing the dragon, bro. You can't. It, well, I mean, every now and then you do get like a Batman Begins, and then a Dark Knight. We're like, fuck. That's, well, you got to You got to Ooh, no, you didn't switch dealers on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, that's actually another movie where someone died. You're like, fuck. Yeah. Um, 180 million for this. Uh, after three days, yeah. it's a November opening weekend record. Of course. Um, the previous one was Hunger Games Catching Fire once again proving that it doesn't matter when you drop a movie as long as it's good and people want to see it yeah. you're going to go out and see it if the marketing works and people want to see it they'll go see it uh, 330 million worldwide for Black Panther Wakanda Forever after count of one two three days 
Oh, we got some, let's see, some comps here. What do we got? It says here, uh, the sequel's opening is the third highest of the pandemic era. So Spider-Man, No Way Home, 260. Man, that was fucking bananas. Yeah. 260 for that in December? I mean, everybody loves it. It's got two of the youngest celebrities who also are fucking. They're hooking up. They're hooking up. They're so cute together. You can't deny their cuteness. Uh, and then or their all, richness, and then it brings in all the old Spider-Man to bring in all the old men like us. Well, no, well, I mean, I've been watching them ever since. I mean, you mix them all together, and it's just like, ooh, yeah, that's all. And, and then you make Willem, then you make Willem Defoe the bad guy without telling anybody, secret bad guy. Fuck yeah, two hundred sixty million dollars opening weekend. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how you get that's how you that. Do it. Um, but you have to have three Spider-Men for that, Chris. <laughs> it does. It does take three Spider-Man if you only have. Uh, two Doctor Strange's, then you get $187 million on opening weekend. Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, but, uh, multiple Stranges. You got a Zombie Strange. That was But Zombie Strange awesome. is just a strange from the beginning of the movie resurrected. No. So technically it's still only two Stranges. At least three. You count that You count that, that same it, the resurrected body, Zombie Strange, as a third Strange? The other Strange at the end where they finally go and find blah, 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 blah. The, the one who's got the oh, third Oh, yes, 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 yes. The one who's like sort of like the what-if Strange. Yeah. Sorcerer Supreme one. Yeah, the Supreme Sorcerer. Some name. Supreme Strange, I think that's his name. You write. You write. You get three Spider-Men, 260. Three Doctor Strange, 187. Black Panther without Chadwick. 180. Imagine, I mean, if this movie, t- imagine if this movie had two Chadwicks. It's still... It's, <clears throat> it would have made like $400. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, it's still a Wakanda movie. I mean, this it's, is like... This isn't just a Marvel movie. This is like a cultural thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It, it, it is uh, one of the biggest... Now, like, arrows in their quiver in terms of, like, affecting culture, what people want to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, crazy. And its running time is obviously much longer than those movies as well. I mean, No Way Home is only two hours and something minutes. Sam Raimi, you don't know how to make a long movie. I mean, they could have made a tight two-hour movie if they would have cut out Ironheart. That's the thing. Yeah, I was thinking, what do you want to cut out? So I guess you can can cut out Ironheart. You can. You can just make that character just a scientist character, and then that character becomes a MacGuffin. It's cool. She's cool. The suit's cool. It's all cool, but it's not necessary in any way, shape, or... Did not have to be introduced in this movie. She is not important to the plot in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, that character could have been scientist, and it's just... She's a MacGuffin. She's a MacGuffin. She just commits some scientist that actually dies. Yeah, well, that's the thing. She's she's a scientist that the name were one, so yeah, so she's, she's the item. Right, yeah. but because then they want to do a whole show, and they decide this is the one we're going to do it. Now, something that just be a throwaway now becomes an additional worry. fifteen minutes of scenes. They could have cut pretty much everything with Martin Freeman. Yeah, they didn't. They, I mean, it's nice to see him, but very nice to see him. They need to quote Tolkien, white guy. Okay, we said the joke. Um, and then again, it's a Julie Louis Dreyfus thing. I think they're trying to tie her into everything. Yeah, so that's what they're trying to do. If they don't bother with that shit. Get rid of Martin Freeman. They get all the same information from like we're using our Wakanda hacking technology. That's another fifteen minutes you save right there. Uh, we got ourselves a two-hour and ten-minute movie. <laughs> Those are my hands rubbing together in anticipation of this banger of a film. Um, anyway, it's long, but it's good. It's good. It's fine, but it's long. Fine. As, as, as far as far as I'm concerned, Black Panther Two runs on that. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Just that baseline Marvel 
not good, not wow. just kind of okay. there. Okay. It's there. It exists. It's not it a, isn't bad. It's, it's, it's not a Ragnarok. It's a love and thunder. Yes. It's totally worth watching. It's fine. It's more. I think it's more than fine. Uh, but yes, it ain't. It, that's unfortunately not breaking any new. It feels more like part of the machine. A good working part of the machine. I like Ryan Coogler. I mean, the machine I think, works. I think Coogler makes like he knows how to make make some stuff look good, and yeah. I like his I aesthetic think, and the way he makes his approach to things. Yeah, it was all yeah competent. Mm. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Competent for sure. Hmm. 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 Okay. Well. All right, there you go. Black Panther. Did we talk about everything then? And the fucking the Dora Milaje, obviously. You know, they're cool and all that. Uh, Cambridge, whatever. Who gives a shit? What else are we missing? Anything else with the... Ooh, the water grenades. Those were fun. Water yeah, those were cool. Water grenades. Went, I like the thing where, like, before this movie, I don't know what a water grenade is. And then by uh, halfway through it, when you see, like, a whole net full of water grenades, you're like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> this is going to be crazy. <laughs> the... Um, like, the attack on Wakanda was pretty cool. Yeah, that was fun. You know, uh, again, with, like, water explosions and stuff, it's an interesting... Um, Aesthetic. Yeah. And Just slow motion, a lot of slow motion. Just as damaging, though, as actual explosions. Hell yeah, apparently, shit. They ought to go into the mountains. Thank God for the Jabari people uh, accepting all these refugees in. And he was like, they call him Kukuka! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mbaku. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, 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 well, let's talk about uh, some weekend box office, you yeah. oh, Real quick before we talk about the menu. The, men, the menu. Um, Black Panther. Call him. Wakanda forever. Mm-hmm. Did I say Black Panther? Black Panther. Because I was thinking Wakanda. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking a word ahead of time. My brain is mush. Black Panther. Call him. Wakanda forever. Made sixty-seven point three million dollars this weekend, which is equal to Black Adam's opening weekend. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. Its uh-huh. second weekend made the same amount of money. Um, which is like a 63% drop week to week, which is uh, 4% less than the last couple of Marvel movies. So it's holding a little better. And then also considering last weekend was Veterans Day, yeah. so it's a holiday weekend, mm-hmm. a couple extra bucks for that reason. Um, this uh, Deadline article points out a weird thing here. Typically, the week, the, the, the week of Thanksgiving, this is a prime mega week for... Big movies to come out. Well, yeah, because the day after Thanksgiving, no one's got shit. Well, everybody's still out of town yes. and does not want to spend any more time with their family. Or if they are spending time with family, sure as fuck don't want to talk to them. Exactly. Perfect time to get out of the house. What's open? Movie theaters, bowling alleys. Yeah. Maybe Walmart. I don't know if Walmart's open this year. A lot of stores are like, stop doing that early Black, Black Friday, Friday shit. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. No more opening <laughs> on Thursday. We'll just go back to opening on Friday. We <laughs> Capitalism's getting bad, y'all. Also, they probably don't have the workers anymore. So the uh, typically this is the week like a Harry Potter would come out. This mm-hmm. is the week uh, like Justice League c- came out oh. uh, this week, right? Um, take advantage of the long weekend. So what do we get instead? We get nothing. We get nothing because Black Panther opened up a week ahead of time, right. like two weeks early. And everyone was scared. People, no one opens anything after a Marvel movie. If Marvel stakes a weekend, the next weekend is then cleared out and left open for all the tiny little films to try to eke out in existence. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they did a Veterans Day release and that like fucked up the next two weekends. So it, it, it's all, we, box office is all fucked up. That's we'll, we'll, we'll go see the Banshees of Inner We're going to see the Banshees of Inner <laughs> For sure. I, I, like, I only saw the title once i don't know how many ends there are yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It's going, there's, a, there's an right. s h in the middle somewhere yeah. 
And then it's Irish, so you gotta throw a little. Well, no, well that and if it's truly Irish, then I sure as fuck I'm not pronouncing it right. Well, truly Irish, sure is. Like those say 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 Ronan. Yeah, and she's like, oh, it's it's Searsha. No, it's not. It's say Irish. No, it's Searsha. Okay. Okay. Let me say so. Um. What do we got? Oh, um, Fablemans expands this week. Oh. So we're going to do like Banshees and then we'll probably do Fablemans after that. Man, I mean, do I really need to see the Fablemans in theaters? I mean, how many, <laughs> how many more Spielbergs are we going to get in theaters? I mean, how many more do I want to see in theaters? I, fe- I feel like Spielberg is worth like Spielberg, Cameron, Scorsese, you know, the big names that are all 70 years old and older. It's like... We kind of, we kind of, sort of have to enjoy him while we got him, even even if it's a subject we don't I mean, like. I mean, good, I even tried to watch West Side Story. Like as, I tried, <laughs> I did not watch it at all. I know like, that's I, I, that one. I say it's like, like racism. Like Spielberg is a fantastic filmmaker, yeah. and this movie is going to be very personal, and this, that, the other, and blah, blah, blah. I think it's getting very good. Yeah, ninety four percent on the Rotten Tomatoes. Paul Dano's in it. Like I want to. We love our Paul Dano. He's a Riddler. But at the same time, it's just like, uh, yeah. It's like how I felt when I was like, oh, David Fincher is making a movie about Facebook? Ugh. Oh, I don't want to see that. <laughs> but then you David watch Finch. it and it's like, mm. damn. That's what I'm saying, you Drew. Mother- this isn't David Fincher. It's Steven Spielberg. It's, well, it's, yeah, but. For- it's, it, it, I mean, come on. I know. I know maybe Fincher is a little more in line with what your style anyway. As David opposed Fincher's to your typical Spielberg. is more in line with my brain than Spielberg. Like, I'm, yeah. As much as I, they're pretty polar opposite in terms of style. As as much as I love Spielberg Mm -hmm. and the movies that he makes, Mm -hmm. I can't relate to the family aspect because I didn't have that. But I mean, you did have divorced parents. Well, yeah, but I didn't have, (laughs) and that's why that's movie that he's making. (laughs) But but even still, like even me having divorced parents, like I kind of went out was just like. Don't need don't, don't need the parents. You don't feel, you, you didn't feel the family connection yeah. that he's purpose that he's yearning for that yes. he yearned for because he did have a very close relationship with his mother, uh-huh. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, well, shit, we'll see, we'll see. But just looking at movies coming up for the next few weeks, it's kind of it's kind of slim pickings until uh, we got Banshees, we got Bones, and all Luca Guadagnino's uh, Cannibal Road love movie. Ban- Banshees is like. What if you and I were in back olden times in Ireland and we just all of a sudden you were like, Drew, don't want to hang out with you anymore. Yeah, I was already like, <laughs> like, like, not, Wait a minute, what? We're not friends. We're not friends anymore. Wait, excuse <laughs> me? <laughs> we were we've been friends for twenty years. What the fuck? Know, How does that work? No, no, but I'm tired. <laughs> Why are you speaking with that accent? I'm not a different person. <laughs> okay. Uh, looks like Bones and All also comes out this week. So, we, so we got that and I'll, Banshees. I want to see Timothy Chalamet eat people. Yeah, and but also fall in love with a lady. I mean, while he's eating people, while they, 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 while <laughs> while they, they eat, eat people, people together, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, what's his face, Mark Rylance. Um, Mark Rylance is playing is, some sort of scummer. He's like Rose the Hat's uh, male gender equivalent. It looks like, and uh, also Michael Stuhlbarg, a serious okay. man himself. Okay, we'll yeah. give that. Maybe, hopefully, he's playing a scummer too. I I like it when I think he is playing some sort of cannibal. I like it when very posh English actors. Play scumbag roles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rylance is. The, well, I mean, I think Stolberg's American. 
He's just an excellent, excellent actor that we assume. Oh, he must be English or something because he's so good. Let me double check him. No, but I know Rylance but, is British. But Rylance is for sure. He's yeah. um, is he now? Is he English? Is he Irish? What's his deal? He could be Welsh. Fuck, do I know them, them goddamn Welsh? That's like unicorns <laughs> and 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 gremlins and, and Christian Bale and Christian Bale. <laughs> They're not real. They're fake, like Christian Bale. We all know Christian Bale is not real. He was, he's <laughs> made, he's made in a lab. <laughs> Um, Michael Stobarg is American. Um, so yeah, we'll see what's coming. Uh, Black Panther doing well this weekend, and the menu coming in number two. It was good. Made nine million dollars. This is an interesting stat that I saw here. So you know, especially because of the pandemic, older audiences have abandoned movie theaters. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the 45 to 65 set. Those were the people that were like turning out for art house movies, yeah, you know, dramas, uh-huh. weird movies, yeah. movies like Tar and stuff like that. Yeah. And if they stopped coming out for those movies, then where's the market for that? Mm-hmm. They won't come out in theaters anymore. The menu, um, which is considered because it's Searchlight, One it's considered an art house type film, even though it's a little more edgier, a little more has some more thriller aspects. Well, so and, I guess you can say. And- can draw a bigger acting talent. Got got. Oh, they spent thirty million on it, so that's how yeah. they got that acting talent. Well, no, for exactly. Sure. Yeah, um, which is a little lends like a little most, more to a wide release. Like if this was an eight two four movie, like maybe only Anya Taylor Joy <laughs> w- would have been in it, and everybody yeah. else would have been, in it. or maybe only Ray Fiennes would have been in it, and everybody else would have been. In it. Yeah, or if they spent <laughs> the extra bucks, they could have got like Taylor Joy and Nicholas Holt. Maybe <laughs> you know the one they got that table sorted out. Um, the menu, I'm looking here, the demographic breakdown, 65% of the tickets sold this weekend were for people between the ages of 17 and 34. Okay. Uh, that was similar to um, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which was a breakout hit at $60 million. Yeah. Uh, any Any movie this year that has had like... Like any low budget movie, like a Barbarian or a Smile or Terrifier 2, any of those movies have all been fueled by the younger audiences. So... Uh, I mean that's good. That's a good sign for movie theaters. I, I'm cool with the younger generation liking better movies, liking movies, and, <laughs> and liking going to the theater to see them. Yeah. You know, uh, that's very important for the longevity, the health of the movie industry. But um, completely losing the o- older audiences though isn't good, and it's going to result still in companies going under and theaters closing. I mean, not all theaters. Yeah. Like there's there's going to be less theaters in the future. Okay. One day the Winter Park, the 20 Regal, that's going to close or they're going to split it. They're knocking down the 10 screens, turn the other side into something else or sell that off, you know. They're going to do all these megaplexes, they're going to uh shrink and there's going to be less uh content hopefully. Actually, that's a good thing. We could use more uh discernment in terms of what gets made. I mean, in all there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of crap out there. Yeah. Right? I no. mean, do we, do we need all these? Do we need all these movies? Drew. I mean, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell sometimes what's going to be good and what's not going to be good. But then, I mean, do we need a she said? Do we need that movie? No, she said. No, the the, the story but, of the breaking of the Harvey Weinstein but, story. But you know what we scandal. do need, Chris? What Whatever. we do need more of is the fucking. Terminator dun 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 in fucking the goddamn fucking Avatar 2 trailer. Oh yeah. Dude, the se- yeah. the the second it showed the fire and the dudes in the mech suits, it went dun 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 and <laughs> I was like, what the I was like, fucking James Cameron, you asshole. Because it's Cameron, because, <laughs> yeah. because he's probably still working with Brad Fidel, who wrote that theme, and who only does the one thing. <laughs> you know? And he's like, give me that thing that you do. Actually, no, the first movie was a James Horner score. So he's like, just give me the term. I know what you want, yeah. James. Dun, 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 dun. Very it's intense. Just, Very mech. 
It was, and it was it was, it was the scene with the, with movie looks the, big. The, the fire and, and the mech suits. Yeah, well, they're, so, they're, they're fighting. Yeah. They're fighting. Uh, I guess humans, maybe. I think they're fighting Probably. humans. Probably right. Because Stephen Lang's coming back somehow. I don't know how they do that. Wow. He totally died in the first one. Maybe maybe his brains and uh, maybe maybe it's just his brain. It's, maybe just his head. Maybe just his head. They cut off his head. Adolf Hitler style and put it like on an actual mecha body. Oh, that'd be, that'd so be awesome. Cool. <laughs> this would be the coolest movie ever. Um, man, we'll see. We'll see. That's coming out soon. Only only less than a month away, Avatar. I can't believe that shit. No. Uh, right? We've been literally talking about this for 12 years. Well, it's finally here. 12 years have gone by, Chris. It's here. Shit. <laughs> shit. We've been talking about this so long. We've been talking about it before this was even a podcast. Right? Hey, what do you think of Avatar 2? You think it's going to happen? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. The menu. Um, what'd you think? I mean, it was a scathing commentary on <laughs> rich people and the food industry with its head up its ass. Yeah. Like, so far up its ass. Yeah, on, on, both, on both sides, on the pressures of, like, having to deliver uh, food to, to discerning customers or I mean, annoying customers, and on the side of, like... These people are obnoxious who, who, well, who consume this food. And I do. I, I did enjoy uh, Ray Fiennes when he was talking to Ian Taylor Joy about like him losing b- both himself and his passion while working in the industry. Absolutely, very. That felt very. Uh, and when, and especially, very true. When she said, "You don't cook with love; you cook with obsession." I think mm. the majority of cooks out there cook that way they don't cook with love they cook with obsession maybe they started with the love yeah and then it gets bad yeah. then it gets twisted and turned uh-huh. and it turns into obsession obviously this movie is about food and foodie culture and this whole thing wrapped up in this little dark comedy satire thriller but mm-hmm. really that's a, that applies to anything where you're like take what you love and, and turn that into your job well yeah. then now it's your job and <laughs> now you stop loving it and now you become obsessed with it and then it becomes a bad thing for you right yeah. You could love cooking at home and doing all this stuff, but then... Oh, don't work in a restaurant. Then they work in a restaurant, <laughs> like poor... I mean, spoiler-free. Poor Jeremy. We're going to try to keep it spoiler-free. The Jeremy Luden, Loudon, what was that guy's name? What do you mean? He presented the fourth course, the mess. Oh, Jeremy's mess. Jeremy's mess. Woo! Man, yeah, I mean... Right? It's like, it's, it's like okay, now we're yeah. now we're making some statements with uh-huh. oh, this yeah. wild or, I mean, ah, man, there are... Whoo, there are... There, <laughs> I know, I I know a couple of line cooks and sous chefs where they could have made that mess themselves. Oh yeah, <laughs> they could have come up with that dish on uh-huh. their own. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Um, the guy who directed this, his name is Mark Mylod. Okay, M Y L O D. He's British. Okay, Mark Mylod, 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 Mark Mylod. I mean, whoever wrote this definitely I, I believe worked he, in the service industry. I, I mean, did he write it, or what? He could have. Um, he could have. I mean, that would make sense. A lot of people who end up in the see. entertainment industry start, work start in the there. service industry to pay the bills. Absolutely. Let me see. It, no, it's written by, I'm sorry, it's written by Seth Rice and Will Tracy. I don't know who those people are. Can I get a little more info down here? Will Tracy dined at Cornelius Jomat Restaurant during the honeymoon. Later suggested a story to Seth Rice inspired by the experience. So someone needed a fancy place. I came up with the idea. With, with a bunch of people's heads up their asses. With a bunch of people's heads up their asses. And that's all the information I have here. So I guess we'll find out more down the road. Mark Maloud, meanwhile, this guy, uh, Drew, if I tell you what he's involved in, you'd be like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Um, he does a lot of TV. Okay. I mean, did you see at the end it's a produced by, uh, what's his name, McKay? No, I didn't see that. Adam McKay okay. and uh, uh, whoever um, produced it with Mark Maloud, who directed it. He directed uh he worked on ollie g 
and did okay. the uh, Ali G movie. Okay, so satire, he knows heavy satire. The satire, and uh, I don't know these two movies did in the middle, and then many years twenty twenty two. But he's done a whole bunch of television. Succession, most, most recently, Succession. That's it's where it's got that thirteen episodes of Succession. It's got that fucking feel, dude. Does it? <laughs> yep. it does. It's got that feel. He worked on Succession. Did six episodes of Game of Thrones. He's a TV guy. Um, Not just a TV, though, a prestige TV guy. That is very true. That is very, very true. Prestige TV guy. He's, so. he's working at HBO. He's not working for fucking ABC so the, yeah. <laughs> or the CW. So this thing is strong. No, it's it, good. It's and It's like it's got yeah. a point, right? Well, no, yes, it has a point, and that's where, yeah, that's where the satire comes from, and, that, and that's why it's so smart and on point, and at the same time, like, cuts like a razor, but also just, like, makes you laugh out loud with how absolutely ridiculous ridiculous the whole situation is yes it's for sure uh comedic you know they they lean into jokes at times pretty heavy uh, in a very funny way uh i but, think but yeah, seriously, I think the end, funny. Uh, seriously funny yeah i think the end is intended to be like you know you're supposed to laugh at this ridiculous ending oh yeah you know which you definitely do which i mean yeah i think yeah. so absolutely and uh i mean great cast too right mm -hmm. uh, anya taylor joy i mean she's just very reliable um, especially in, in, in this role of Margot. Yes. Very, um, uh, well, she's like, uh, she's cagey. She's mm -hmm. uh, uh, very, you know, she's charming and, and engaging, but then like very withholding and mysterious in a way that's like, hmm, what the fuck's going on here? Well, and, and, then and there's a the, reason for all of it. Yeah, and then <laughs> you get to find out why. And so, okay, this all, this all makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Holt is uh, wonderfully obnoxious and... And, douchey. Oh, so douchey. <laughs> Nails it. I like in the beginning. I, I like how in the beginning you think he's just like the nice guy that like he's just like a nice nervous guy. Yeah, doing this, he's nervous for this girl and blah blah blah. Yada, yada. And then like halfway through, he just fucking takes that turn. <laughs> yeah. yeah he just, and he's like, oh, oh he's just <laughs> this is a fucking douche. This guy just <laughs> sucks. Yeah. I fucking I hate this guy. Uh, Leguizamo, John Leguizamo is very yeah. good in it uh, as a like a washed up actor. Oh, God, that that, then, that, uh, that whole reveal was, is, is pretty great. fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's like wow, this thing, this is a straight up comedy. Um, and then of course, very very fine. Uh -huh. Goddamn, uh -huh. and he's doing like a the chef has a military mindset. You know, well, like, it's the. It, it, I mean, have you seen the bear? I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, I think the first episode, yeah. first two episodes. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, uh, yeah so, chef. Yeah, and, uh, the French Brigade. Yeah, everything's very serious yeah. and, and everything's stainless steel and yeah. clean. It, it, like you said, it's very military. Who's, it, it is a, there's a reason for it. Yeah, Elliot, Elliot Hillis loves to point out who's the one guy who he makes his chefs uh, clean the dumpsters, <laughs> clean the inside of the dumpster. Do it. Like everything is clean. Yeah. Um, I, I get all right, guys. Yeah, sure. I live in a bunker and and work twelve, sixteen hour days <laughs> with these fucking freaks. Obsession. All these obsessed freaks. It, I mean, it looks great. The design of the rest. I mean, yeah. we're in this one location the yeah. entire movie, so uh, they designed the hell out of it, and it, and it looks pretty awesome. I lo I love the whole island. It's like its own ecosystem. God, just oh the, yeah, the way those pretentious assholes talk about food. It yeah. makes me wanna. Like, because that's how people talk about food. Laugh and at the same time just smack the shit yeah. out of them. It's like laugh and cry because yeah. this is real. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. These people, some, yeah. these people exist. Um, maybe it's hard to get them all in the same room, but these people exist out there in the world. And the also the food stuff. So I read this little interview with um, in the Hollywood Reporter. Wow, man, I forgot her name. Cunningham something. Maybe it's in here somewhere. She Dominique. Not Cunningham. I don't know where I got that from. Dominique Kren. Is apparently the only 
female chef in the United States to get three Michelin stars. Okay, good for her. Good for her, but bad for a Michelin star guy. It's like, come on, guys, get your shit together, a bunch of fucking misogynist people. Well, no, it's the, the Michelin star thing, like, there's... Well, they go around. We just had it happen I know, very recently. Th- there's a literal scorecard, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And part of that score is like, okay, plus 10 man. They look at the chef. Does he have a penis? Oh, okay, no, we, we get woman. extra 10 points. That's a woman check. Titties, sorry, minus 10. Titties. But what if it's a fat man? Mm, plus five. <laughs> <laughs> Still got titties, sir. Um, she uh, was the food consultant and created the dishes and made sure that all the dishes were like fully you know, functional as dishes. Yeah. And um, and also as pretentious as they could possibly exactly be. like she knew the assignment. They were like, "Look, it's a twelve hundred fifty dollar head type place," and she's like, "Okay, I'm here to bring all the gels and foams and all this bullshit." Um, so you know, trying to find that line where we're gonna skewer this stuff, but also we're gonna film it and then present each dish like like a like a food show where then they have the dish separate oh, dude, on a plate and it's like the camera's rotating around it and on the screen yeah. they write the ingredients yeah. come on uh, yeah hilarious well, yeah, especially well, with some of them like it, it, that, well, that's like comedic yes yeah <laughs> like the first one's serious and then it builds the, the, the thing, first like three or four are serious they're, like they're serious the joke is that the movie's even doing it yeah and then they start then playing with that convention throughout the movie uh, throughout the movie yeah. in a very fun mm-hmm. enjoyable way uh, yeah, I think it's fucking. Yeah, I, I love, think it's a lot of fun. I love the the single scallop on the rock with the ice that melts into seawater. You mean scallops on boulders? Yes, scallops. This is scallops on boulders. Hey, well, <laughs> watching everybody just pick up the greens and like, <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, wow, his eyes like fuck, up. so annoying. Um, and then obviously Margot, her character is like our audience surrogate. This thing as she looks around, she's like, what the fuck is going on? And we're like, yes, exactly, Margot. We know. We know exactly what you're talking about, Margo. We're with you. Um, yeah, good. I enjoyed it. Very good. Yeah, definitely enjoyed it. And uh, I mean, I'll take all the refines I can get. That's true too. He's, I mean, come on, shit. Every time he claps, it's like, oh my god, this guy's this motherfucker so so intimidating when he wants to be. He's great. Oh shit! You want intimidating? Go see fucking Coriolanus. Coriolanus. Yeah, that's just some yelling Shakespeare in your face. <laughs> like fuck! I don't even know what you said. It's okay. I know you're angry. <laughs> I'll do whatever you say if I can just get a translator. Can I get a translator? Here's Gerard Butler instead. Fuck! Yeah. I'm afraid he's turned from man into <laughs> dragon. Thanks, Brian Cox. I think I think I got that when, when he yelled in my face in, in gray military garb. Then him and Gerard Butler knife fight. <laughs> yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry get in this one, too. I'm going to knife fight you. Whatever you say, Scotsman. <laughs> His cheeks. He's all marble mouth. It's so funny. Like, how's this guy an actor? I mean, he did it. He did it. He fucking did it. Good for him. Good for... We're getting a new, whole new Olympus has fallen series. <laughs> like, three more movies. We're getting... Uh, what else is he doing? He's doing another one. Oh, Den of Thieves 2. He's going to do that. Playing Scott Snyder. If he hadn't been in 300... Zack Snyder. Snyder. Yeah. Scott, he, Scott, Scott Snyder, the uh, comic book writer. writer. My bad. No, yeah. that's right. No, that's right. His cousin. Maybe. <laughs> oh, Anya Taylor-Joy and Nicholas Holt. That's a Mad Max baton pass-off. Yeah. I got. We'll talk about it in the second half where I got the uh, them talking about the movie about Furiosa. I got some Furiosa updates. I got some Furiosa updates for the second half of the show, starring our very own ATJ. Oh, I mean, how long has it been? The Witch was twenty sixteen. Yeah, fuck, it's been a long time. She's been around for a while. For, a while for, now. for six years now. How old is she? Twenty six. Okay. 
Okay, what we got here? What's going on? So many, many good stuff. Also, I mean, well reviewed here. Let me see on the Rotten Tomatoes. That ninety percent. People mm-hmm. like it. People like it. People also like that. I mean, the reviews are good for She Said. Okay. That Harvey Weinstein movie no. and the um, uh, the cinema score is mm-hmm. good. It's like an A cinema score, so people like it. Yeah. I just don't think anyone cares about Harvey Weinstein or the Harvey Weinstein story anymore. Yeah, not even anymore. Just like outside of the actual movie industry, the Hollywood industry, I don't think anyone gives a shit. Well, uh, well big, fat, ugly, gross producer. We'll see. They're like, they're like, who gives a fuck? Well, it bombed. We did see it bombed. Okay, She's, there we go. She did like $2 million this weekend. That, that shiver down my spine was the failure of a, of a multi-million dollar film. Uh, going down in flames. She said, 2,000 screens for Universal Studios, $2 million. I mean, it's a rough subject to watch a two-hour movie in theaters on. Exactly. Well. But, so Spotlight. Well, when well. I saw this trailer for She Said, it made me think, like, oh, I feel like they're going for, like, a Spotlight thing here. And then that tone yeah. and that, that weightiness and, mm-hmm. and Spotlight. And shit, I could rewatch that movie. It was very good. Michael Keaton, man. Looking at the TV and seeing 9-11, be like, oh, shit, that's bad. And then going back to, like, investigating child rape. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, though we did see, let's talk about them in reverse order. Freshest. Banshees of Inishern. Yes. Uh, which we were referencing. Yes. Uh, Brendan Gleeson. Breezy Gleeses. Colin Farrell. Kali Fieri. Back together again we don't want to be friends they've only done in Bruges right I think so we don't want to be friends he doesn't want to be friends <laughs> big fella doesn't want to be friends the other one definitely still wants D- to be friends dim fellow wants to be friends he's lonely <laughs> he's a lonely guy this whole movie is about loneliness and depression oh and, yeah and, uh-huh. uh, and how some people are like why would he choose to be alone in, when we're all so alone why doesn't he want to talk about my, my pony shite for two hours it was my donkey shite. It was my donkey shite. It was my <laughs> pony shite. Shows how much you were listening. It was a lot of fun, obviously, doing the Irish accent thing. That well, yeah, and everybody said feck all the time feck, instead fecking. of fuck. Does that does the MPA allow more fecks? Do you get three fecks to Maybe. per fuck? Maybe because it's Cause like it's a feck. You're not really saying not fuck. Saying feck. You're saying feck. It's literally spelled differently. F F E C K. Come on. Yeah. MPA is like no, 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 and then, 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 then there's the finger thing. I, I don't know. Maybe the Irish MPA is different. <laughs> oh, it's different. That is different. They crazy over there with, with their loose, loose morals. In the name of the Queen, no, they hate the Queen. Are they wild? <laughs> Who are you, Devil Wild? Was I wild? <laughs> How dare you ask me if I was wild? Siobhan. I bet you her name was spelled S H A O U A R S B A. Siobhan. Like, oh, that's so, I that, of so, so watching the trailer for this movie, Chris. Of the Banshees of Inner I was thinking to myself, hey, Barry Kilgan's playing a regular dude. Man. No, that's so true. I'm so wrong all the time. That's so true. He's, <laughs> so, he's always so twitchy. <laughs> and weird. But he, to be fair, he now, finds see, ways to do it differently every so, time. So, 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 so now <laughs> I, need, I need to see a baseline Barry Kogan that I can refer yeah. all this weirdness to. Because right now, all I'm getting is shades of weird, and I don't know if he's a normal person or not. See, I would suggest maybe looking up interviews and watching him in the press and how he acts in media. Yeah. But obviously, that's an act as well. We would all do that. Um, people are rarely uh, who they are in public like that. Yeah. What is baseline Kogan? Was it that? Is that it? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, all, all, like, all, all I have is weird, Chris. So, I just have varying levels of weird and autistic. And they, it, like, it's like, what the fuck is going on here? They can never put him and uh, who's this other guy? Oh, 
Caleb Landry Jones. Can't put yeah, him no. in the same movie. No. No. No, that is too much oddness. Man, Crispin Glover should direct the, write and direct the movie <laughs> starring those two dudes. That'd be crazy. I'm not sure if anybody would be able to watch it. It would just be, It'd be unwatchable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's, no, there's no way. The anxious vibes coming yeah. off the uh-huh. screen. Like, yeah. no, what's happening? It's a black hole of weirdness. Um, Martin, what's this guy's name? Martin McDonough, mm-hmm. right? He did uh, In Bruges, which mm-hmm. was already how long ago? <laughs> so long ago. Uh, let me but see. Still like, 2008, dude. Quite quite possibly one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's so good. It It's single-handedly responsible for Colin Farrell's like second career. No. After uh, being a douchebag. Just, be, just being a druggie. <laughs> a druggie junkie who apparently was still easy to, for the most part to work with. Uh, I mean, he had just that, drugs. Just that he was, uh, yeah, a, a kind of a monster in that way. And so he got clean. Uh, that's like 2004, 2005. And uh, and then he was like, I don't know, just all the SWAT and the recruit and all that shit left a bad taste in, the, in people's mouths. Like, this guy's never going to be, who do you think? He's going to be some sort of star. There's one of those, we're shoving him down the throat of the audience. And audiences are like, all these movies suck. And then in Bruges comes around as like, no, I just want to act. <laughs> he does that for a few it's years. Like, Fuck, you can do that. Yeah, 2006, 2007, 2008. He's like, I just want to act. And he does in Bruges, and it's amazing. No, no small part, right, because of his screen partner. Brendan Gleeson. This guy's so good. Yeah. This guy's so good. And this, he's great. He's got big old ears. He's so old, Chris. <laughs> I know. How old is he? Uh, 67. Yeah, yeah, it's been wow. So he was in his late forties when he did Twenty Eight Days Later. Mm-hmm. Is that the first time I was like, who? Because we all saw Braveheart. He's in yeah. Braveheart, but it's not like at that time I was like, being like who oh, is this guy? Who's this interesting actor? Oh my god, I'm a pretentious dude. No, uh, it's Twenty Eight Days Later, two thousand two. Oh, and Gangs of New York, mm-hmm. same year. Yeah, he was. Yeah, 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 he was. Same year. That was a big year for him. And then, of course, is in Paddington too, which we need to see. Of course, yeah, apparently, <laughs> everyone loves that fucking movie. Um, do you remember the guard? No, that's the one where he is a uh, a constable. I guess he's a sergeant in a in a small. Uh, uh, it's an it's an Irish thing. It's a buddy comedy with him and Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle shows up as the American. No, no, it's uh, that's a John Michael McDonough, not to be confused with Michael McDonough. He was a unrelated. <laughs> oh no! Never mind. He's his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wikipedia. Took a second to load. Um, yeah, Brendan Gleeson, man, he's amazing in this thing. I mean, they're all. It's a good. Everybody's movie. good. Yeah, it's just it, it, it's, it's, good. It's, it's a weird little slice of Ireland. Yes, nineteen twenty-three. Yeah, I like the slow reveal of the. Oh, I was like wondering, is this the seventies? <laughs> I don't know Ireland. I have no idea. Just like island farmers going to the pub. Um. Yeah, it's weird uh, because it's so like it's telling such a weirdly unique little story, I guess, about him. How, how, do, how does a how does a man break up with another man in nineteen twenty three in a small well, Irish I mean, island? <sighs> Literally can't get away from him. It's an island. The thing is, though, like, does he really? Does it really break up with him? I mean, by the end, or one, like, two, things well, are just—it's messy. Things are weird. He different. Wants, it's different. The the relationship changes. It's interesting that the poster is like the final shot of the movie. Yeah. Spoil, well, spoiler alert. I mean, but I, I mean, if it's on the poster, guys, I, mean, I get it. It's very I mean, evocative the, and, and beautiful. The, the, end, the end is very strange. It is an and yeah, because it's not clean. It, it's not it kind it, of is though. In a way, you could you can look at it one I mean, way. It's clean for the characters themselves. Without, it's not 
but I, I just thematically don't wanna, it is. I just don't want to give away anything. No, we're not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're we're dancing around it, but it's very. Uh, it's just weird. It's interesting. It's interesting and it's thoughtful. It's good looking. Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing here Carter Burwell did the score, which makes sense. He's a he's a Coen Brothers collaborator, frequent collaborator. Uh, seventeen million at the box office so far on a budget of uh, let me see two donkeys and a bale of hay. <laughs> this thing had to have been cheap to make, right? I mean, yeah, right. The most difficult part is getting craft services to this like it's, little no, island. It's going to Intergen, yeah. <laughs> it's going there where would they actually shoot it? Uh, where did they shoot? Is this a real place? Probably. I, probably I guarantee is. you, nobody lives there now, though. It's like it's probably like abandoned. Principal sorry was in. Inishmore. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I, yeah, we know where that yeah. is. Before moving to an island later, but yeah, okay, that's interesting. Uh, also, filmed during the pandemic. Uh, makes sense. Everyone's all spread apart. Oh, I mean, yeah, small island, small people. It's one way of getting around. Very, to tell small so story. helpful, so helpful, right? You get smaller stories during this time, um, and everything's outside. Like, I mean, was any of that shot in studio? I'm pretty sure everything was filmed. On location. On location. Absolutely. Like the entire film. A hundred percent. Inside these little Huts. structures. Man, yeah. man, it's a good observation. The um you really feel like you're there in that way. Uh you, yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, which also then must have man, so they probably just like set up camp like there, like just outside of it. And well, then and then you go to the set and it's just like the island. It's just I it's mean, there. It's a real thing. I mean it's beautiful. More, more than likely quote unquote set up set up shop was probably like that quote unquote main street there like the the port yeah yeah i, I bet you behind all of those facades was like computers and people working yes, the whole time absolutely the director's there i was like yes good this is good um i'm trying to look for a spell like yes what's the, oh, Sh- siobhan you know how do you spell it s <laughs> i o b a, the girls be a B there. <laughs> H A with an accent on it. The, what's the ho, uh-huh. Ho, uh-huh. the uh-huh. and and Shibin. So Shibin. Shibin. Okay. And, and uh his pa- Padrick, was that what you were saying? I, mean, I thought you said Podrick. Podrick. I think it, it's a version of Podrick. P A D R A I C. Okay. Uh, fascinating yeah. these uh, and then and then our boy is just Dominic. Dominic and Comb. See, those are names I can get with. We all know Colm Meany, right? Yeah, right. Um, yeah, Carrie Condon, she's really good as a Ash, Ash, Siobhan, mm-hmm. Siobhan. And Barry Kilgore. It's such a small cast. It's really just the four of them, and then accents it with, like, you got the bartender, you got the cop. The Banshee of Innershin. And then the Banshee. <laughs> the, the, little, the little, yeah, I guess. <laughs> she was, Chris. Mm-hmm. She was. But like they said, instead of, a, instead of wailing, like just sitting back and watching it. Yep. That old bitch. <laughs> oh, she has a smile, a laugh, laugh and beckon. Oh man, uh, it's a very like evocative, you know, just uh, dark, dark, it's dark, dark, but co- also comedic. I mean, yes, and I, for some reason, not as funny as in Bruges. I was about to say, like in Bruges, like there were moments where I was like, like. It was dark and it was depressing, but God, it was so funny. Yeah, it's also extremely funny. And then this one, this is, one, it's just kind of dark and depressing. I mean, a l- little bit of humor here and there, but I, I, it wasn't as yeah. funny, funny. Yeah, definitely in the dialogue, but it's like a black comedy because it is again. It's a it's a movie about uh, uh, loneliness and yeah. and and how different people deal with it. And um, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's it's really good. It's really good. 
Banshees of Insurance streaming services soon, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it'll be there real uh, quick. I mean, $17 million, though, not, that's pretty good. I don't think we have a budget for it here. Uh, but we did also see uh, Glass Sunny in a Star Wars story. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think it has, uh, I don't think there's, I'm looking here for the box office. I don't think it has uh, Netflix. They, they said that they weren't going to put out the numbers. Oh, okay. Um, Unless they're good. And they'll be like, see, our show's out for only a week and look how much money I made. Exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. I was, right. So, uh, but um, other studios can like so, still sort of track that shit and, yeah. they, and put out their own estimates of what they think it made. So rival studio sources here told Hollywood Reporter they believe Glass Onion earned about $13 million. Okay. Uh, okay. Out of only 700 theaters. Which would make it the best five-day Thanksgiving number of any adult skewing film. So it should be a number. They they should be like, like look at that. But then they don't. I mean, God, fucking Netflix. Yeah. Goddamn Netflix. Uh, so that's pretty good opening weekend. Uh, but meanwhile, uh, what was 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 this movie? The Black Panther made another sixty-four million dollars. Well, I mean, you did see wow. the group while we were going into yeah there was like a whole it was like a church load full of uh, a bus load full of church i don't know what was going on they went from sure church to the theater i'm pretty sure they were going to see wakanda forever yeah they're, they're they have like all these like stanchions set up. yeah it was, <laughs> it was like a full event yeah um, it was a thing and, and only it's been out for three weeks already black panther for jesus black panther for jesus we got it well it's a we got to also pay respects to our fallen king that's why. That's what it's all about. Uh, no. you know, it's like a grieving process, actually. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, it is. Um, but it's also good. So that helps that then people can go back. Like, oh, yeah, no. Get that, Get on that bus and go see this movie. 64 million. 367 million total. All right. Well, good for them. Good for them. Uh this isn't actually a top 10 though so I'm gonna have to do a little more work good for Black Panther bad for oh and then, then the southern movie flopped flip flopped which one the um, Strange World the, oh that, that that Disney movie yeah man go woke go broke bro you know how it goes man not just shot of a target that had a picture of uh, Walt Disney's face on it oh but with like, okay but with Mickey ears that were uh, like gay pride rainbow because I'm a crazy I'm trying to make some money here. Like, uh, what's our bro, uh, the, the Dave Bautista in Chris, uh, Chris? I'm trying to segue into class, honey. Oh, I was about to say, <laughs> <laughs> doing a poor I, job. I, of I, it. I was about to say, everyone was like, Oh, Disney lost a bunch of money to Disney's up against itself right now. It has the number one movie going. I know, it's ridiculous. So, the, the, it's just like extra, it's just extra movie. Yeah, <laughs> it really is truly ridiculous. Um, but uh, Glass Onion, I think. Are you ready for this? You ready for my hot take? Sure. I think it's good. I think it's <laughs> just okay. Was that hot? Was that hot enough for I you? I thought it was just okay. Just okay. Come, uh, you like it more or less than the first one? Uh, I think the. I think maybe I'd have to rewatch the first one. Mm, I haven't seen it since it was in theaters. I think maybe I'd have to rewatch the first one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but. It's, it's just 
a second. It's just a, a new story with this. Like it's a whole it's, new, just a whole new mystery. So you know, whole new cast, whole new mystery. Benoit Blanc is still Benoit Blanc. We've He's, got a whole bunch of uh, celebrity name players fucking <laughs> doing their thing. Yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah. then you know, at the, at the end, the movie's over. Blah blah blah. So like the first time I saw it, it was fun. It was new. It was, it was inventive. This, that, the other. This time I'm seeing it, just didn't have the same. Ah, Interesting. I didn't have the same kick to it for whatever reason. I actually see again. I feel like should I just rewatch the first one? The thing is also with like a fun puzzle mystery movie. It's like after the mystery is over. I guess the fun would be going back to rewatch and seeing all the clues that you missed. Anyway, I felt like this one worked better overall because he was also both movies do this thing where Ryan Johnson wants to work in all his like uh, references to modern politics and yep. the first one they're uh-huh. referencing kids in cages yes. and, and when that happened I remember being like oh that's a little like 10 years time sensitive yeah it's like I mean come on this one even though it's still sort of like the, the MRA guy living in his mom's basement type of stereotype it's still very now yeah um a lot of the things happening in the movie are like reflective of like what's happening now in, yes. a, in a way. I feel like it was integrated a little smoother and less in a, just people sitting down and like drinking and debating these topics like it's a fucking like they're on Twitter. And then in the movie, it's sort of just now it's more interwoven into the characters <laughs> and what their what their goals are uh, without them just sitting around like being like, you know, debating Trump Trumpism, mm-hmm. you know, on its face. Uh, that's just one thing. The whole mystery aspect to the clue aspect of it, right? I thought was, you know, I enjoyed it. I was never, to be honest, I was never bored. Were you? Did you ever? Were, I were at time, like, yes. come on, let's get this thing going. Because it's a little long. It's two wanna, hours and twenty minutes. I don't want to give it away. No, we're not giving it away. We're <laughs> not we giving ta- it away. We, we talked about it on the car ride there. When, so there's a moment for you where like, when oh, that part shit. happens, yeah, it's like ah. Oh, so you fucking did, really. So when that happened, you weren't like it's like okay, now we're gonna get. I mean, the I other... was, I, I, I was, but at the same time, I was like, really? Like, like, do we have to do this? Interesting. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, I was, I liked it. Uh, I liked it. I think more. Again, gotta rewatch the first one. But See, do I, I think, have to though. I think. Do we need the Benoit Blancovers? I think <laughs> I like. All of the characters in the movie, sure. more than I like the movie. Oh, fine, yeah, 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 yeah. How about that? Because it's yeah, because it's just like an Agatha Christie. Let's just throw a bunch of shit but together. I love, I love Benoit Blanc. I, I like I like how Kate Hudson was very much making fun of herself, like and that, her, herself her and that culture. Self. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the culture she represents yeah. as an actress and a, a nepo baby. Uh huh. Um, J- Janelle Monet was fantastic. Oh, she she right? fucking killed it. It's like it becomes her movie in a way, yeah, which is pretty cool to see because uh, uh, she gets a lot to do. I'll, I'll take all the Dave Bautista I can get. Man, in, he's so in fun. Anything. He's so <laughs> he's so, so enjoyable. And uh, I, th- I think, man, again, speaking of, like politics, it's because he's like I don't know if he is anymore, but he was on Twitter a lot, being all uh, political and shit. Uh, it, all streets are either about uh, how much he hates like. All the right wing Florida politics and national politics, or it'd be about like uh, his dog or adopting a dog, or maybe an occasional tweet about his motorcycle. And then people would be like, We like you, like you're acting and wrestling. We don't need all this politics, man. And he's like, No, man, if you want to, uh, this is what I'm all about. I'm all about my politics and my dogs or some shit. Anyway, okay. So um, I feel like he knows that character, you know? Yeah. He's like, he, he already knows the type of thing that he's representing in, in that way. The, um, Man, what was the guy's name? Chuck Larry? 
He had a, he had a very... <laughs> he, he's just the aggro yeah, male YouTuber. He had a very Chad <laughs> name. Yeah. Um, and he did, it, he did it awesome. Yeah. He's so good. Because well, so they're all good. Because he's got that look. He does have the... He's got the look. He does got the, <laughs> he does got a good look to exploit. That's for sure. Um, man, man. Bautista's good. Uh, What's her name? Agatha. Agatha for... Uh, it was Agatha all along. Catherine Hahn. Uh-huh. She's fucking... Uh, she's having a fucking moment right now. Yeah, she is actually. So she's, uh, it's a good time for her. And um, yeah. All right, well, and then, was, and then who was this other guy? Who was that other guy? Ed Norton. Well, well, sure. Now, Ed Norton. <laughs> now, Ed Norton, I feel like for the last few years, he's been fully coasting, <laughs> coasting on his like, well, people think I'm an asshole. They don't like work with me. So I'm just that's the character I'm going to keep playing. Uh, and it's God damn it. It works. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's actually good. He's quite good in it. Um, I'm, I've always, I've always been an Ed Norton fan. Going back to Fight Club, uh, but it does feel like you know, especially after Incredible Hulk, I was like, ah, what's this guy? What's this, what's this? What's this guy's career is supposed to be? What what's what are the type of movies he's trying to make? The Illusionist. Oh my God, the Illusionist. <laughs> we got the Prestige right around the corner. Ed, he's like, no, no, I'm actually I have my own with the, this guy, <laughs> uh, Neil Berger. It's gonna be great. Um, he's he's very good. He's very very good in this. Leslie Odom uh, Jr. is quite excellent. Jessica Henwick, she's another one who's sort of you know uh, like what she just had the Matrix. What was the other? She just said something else. I swear to God, she just said something else, and she's got this. She's like sort of all over the place. Um, anyway, it's good. It's good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's good. Ryan it Jones okay. is good. It's, I thought it was okay. Drew is okay. I think it's good. So you you can land in the middle somewhere, everyone. I mean, shit, it's going to be on Netflix in one day, two days, one day. A couple weeks. Uh, December 23rd. Okay, maybe a little more. <laughs> maybe a little further out than we thought. But um, Still, okay. All right. Glass Onion. We appreciate it. Uh, according to, let me see here. What was the thing about the, um, uh, the, the, the this movie, Strange World, <clears throat> will be lucky to hit $20 million after making just $11 million between Wednesday and Friday. Or... A reported budget of, excuse me, $130 million. Jesus Cristo. The film's performance relative to its price tag is drawn comparisons to Treasure Planet, a film that earned just $16 million during a Thanksgiving opening. It went on to make, oh yeah, that's not good. Um, and then also, accordingly, it says here that uh, cinema scores are weak. And well, I was going to say, maybe the movie's not good. I guess it's just not good. I mean, it looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> it looks bad. A PFT Media Production.